Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Praise Tabernacle Church's Tuesday night Bible study. We're so glad that you're tuning in. If you got a way to uh, reach out to someone else, go ahead and let them know that we're on tonight for our Tuesday night Bible study. And I tell you what, we've really been enjoying these lessons that we've been having, and we're just grateful to God for another opportunity to come before you on tonight. Listen, everything is going down but the word of God. And I believe it was David that declared God's word, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's a lamp unto my feet, and God's word is a light unto my path. Thank you so much. On tonight, we have on our panel tonight, we have the Tobert family. That's Minister and Sister Tobert. And we have the Zacharys, that's yours truly, and my lovely wife, that's going to be assisting with our teacher, Minister Tobert, on tonight. Very great teacher and preacher, and the young man that he is, and we're so grateful for him and his wife and his family uh, partnering with us in the ministry, and they have been such a blessing and it's been a joy as a pastor to watch both of them grow spiritually and I believe God is going to continue to take them higher take their children higher and that they're going to continue continually be a blessing to the world and it's so good to have some young people that are holding on to the cross and that are not ashamed of the gospel So before we go into teaching and preaching, we're going to say a word of prayer, and then the next voice you hear will be that of our great teacher on tonight, Minister Kevin Tobert, Sr. Father, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you made, and according to your word, we are rejoicing, and we're glad in it. We're thanking you for how far you've brought us, and we ask that you would continue to Lead and guide us through your Holy Spirit. Your word declares if we draw nigh unto you, then you will draw nigh unto us. As we get ready to enter into this Bible study, we pray that you will touch our teacher on tonight. And God, wherever he may have uh, or may need help, you will inspire the panel to help him with the delivery on tonight and we glorify you and we magnify you in jesus name amen minister tobert services into your hands god bless all right thank you pastor thank you um again thank you for everyone listening thank you for the opportunity to be here before god's people and definitely Hope and pray that someone gets something out of this message on tonight. As we go through the scriptures and just be able to get an understanding on tonight um, and be able to get on the same page with a few things, uh, pray that it, you know, encourages someone and touch someone's heart on tonight. 
And we'll be coming from Romans chapter 3. And the topic will come out of 23 and 24. Again, Romans chapter 3. Topic will come from 23 and 24. All right. And the word reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. And we're going to be teaching from the topic of all of this is free. Again, the topic, all of this is free. Amen. So Paul starts out this chapter um, in the beginning where he began to talk about um, unrighteousness and things that he was pointing out between the, the Jews and the Gentiles leading up until this point. <clears throat> so if we look at it, in this chapter alone, there was a, a, a lot mentioned about unrighteousness. Like I said, he pointed out this earlier around like verse 10 or so, and he said, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. So, you know, we, we get an understanding on where he's going with this and kind of painting the picture. We got to understand that, you know, if none of us are righteous, then, of course, we need uh, someone to be there to be righteous. And how do we obtain righteousness? You know, so that kind of gets us to where we're going and to be able to fill in that void. Well, how do we become righteous? You know, if no one's righteous, then, you know, what what do we have to look forward to? You know, then how do we get this thing figured out, you know, so to speak? You know, and, and we should know that answer, you know, it, it relies in Jesus. And as we begin to go through the scripture, we'll understand exactly how we arrive to that conclusion and the different things that we can pull out to support that and be able to be an encouragement on tonight. So I plan on just showing you all a lot on tonight, and I pray that y'all, you know, have your patience with me to be able to get everything unpacked as we go through the Scripture. I'm going to read it again, and then I'm going to go through it. Again, um, let's go up to verse 21. This is where we want to start, verse 21. Uh, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe there is no difference. Amen. So one more time. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. As I said earlier, Paul pointed out, you know, how there is none righteous. Amen. And then 
we fast forward as we look into verse 21. So he said that in verse 10, but as we look at how 21 starts off, and it starts off by saying, but now. So when he says, but now, up until that point, he had already been pointing out unrighteousness. And that but now means that we're taking a pivot. You know, just like in basketball, you know, for those that are, you know, familiar with it, you know, you're in the same place, but you take a pivot, meaning that you begin to take a turn. And right now in the scripture, Paul is beginning to take a turn in the in the argument, per se, um, at this point, and bringing up righteousness to the forefront of the argument. Amen. The righteousness of God is what we're, you know, being spoken of here, the righteousness of God. Uh, however, it refers to a righteousness that comes from uh, that comes from God and is given to believers through faith. So we got to understand that what we're talking about is a righteousness that only God can give you, and it's, like I said, given to believers through faith. So again, it's not about you. It's not about your deeds. It's not about your own righteousness, but it's about his righteousness. Again, his righteousness for us comes through faith. Amen. It's not about anything that we can do. We can't uh, have more, more works, different things that we can do ourselves to be able to get to that point um, in order to do that. But it's nothing that, that we can do, but it's all about his righteousness. And his righteousness is a free gift in Jesus. Amen. So Jesus is able to give us a free gift, which is his righteousness. Amen. Sorry about that. My son coming by. Amen. With no righteousness of his own, man stands guilty before God. So we got to realize that we need to have, uh, you know, a covering for our sin. And like I said, with no righteousness of our own, man stands guilty before God. Amen. But through the work of Christ, God freely grants the believer righteousness that comes from God. Amen. So then when it comes to verse 22, it's being made clear that there is no difference between the Jew and the Gentile, it's not like they have uh, some sort of advantage over, you know, the Jew, uh, the Jew over the, the Gentile. Amen. When it comes down to righteousness and salvation, those are gifts. Amen. And those gifts, I'm here to tell you that all of this is for free. Amen. And it's for free for the Jew and for me. You know, anybody want to? Um, join in on that. Anybody got anything that they want to say before we, you know, go forward? Uh, brother, brother preacher, re- real quick, man, because I'm enjoying this. I'm about to, I'm getting my walk on, but I feel like taking a little run. But I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna wait, and, and I'm gonna just say this little, this little quick point. It was free to us, cost Jesus his life. Mm-hmm. It was free free for us but it cost him his life preacher uh, man you're doing a great job that's that's what came to my mind uh with what you what you're teaching just in these first couple of verses god bless no 
Absolutely. I, I appreciate that, Pastor, and, you know, 100% right. Um, we definitely are enjoying the benefits of his work, you know. So, like we said, for us, it's free. But for Jesus, it cost him his life, you know. But we, we know that, of course, you know, it didn't stop there. He rose with all power, um, as the Scripture says. So it's just wonderful to be in that position to be able to receive uh, free gifts and understand what that truly means that God, you know, loved us. Jesus loved us so much that he was willing to sacrifice it all, you know, just for us. God loved us so much that he was willing to send his son to die for us. And I know that, you know, we may have heard these things before, but we also just got to really just grasp it and understand that concept, you know, especially for those of us that are parents. And, you know, if you only had one child and, you know, you send them for sacrifice, you know, you may you may not even, you know, want to do the same, you know. So that's a that's a tough thing, you know, when you think about that. But, you know, somebody had to do it because at the end of the day, as we'll get to later, but, since, you know, Pastor bringing it up, of course, we want to talk about it, but, you know, somebody had to come through and step in, you know, for for where the law was and, and where we were with that, which we'll get to. But, you know, Jesus ended up coming into the fold and handling a whole lot of things. So his sacrifice meant so much, and it allowed us to have so many different free gifts and, uh, and released us from so much that we're going to go through tonight. I don't want to get into everything um, in the first part, but he definitely took care of a whole lot within his sacrifice. Anybody else that want to add anything? Before we go forward, Amen. It's um, I'm enjoying the lesson already, and I hope you didn't say this already because I'm trying to take care of, of baby Omar in here, not feeling well. But um, one thing that um, when when the the topic, well, the lesson was was um, sent out, <clears throat> a lot of people, um, and I have two points. I'm gonna make it really really quick. But I hear some people, you know, if someone that's a believer and, you know, they try to witness to that person and kind of tell them, hey, what you're doing if you don't get together, repent of your sins, and hell, you're going to lift up your eyes. And they'll say, oh, God, you just think you're, you know, you're just so righteous. Um, so I hope you haven't said this already, but um, when I was reading this, um, when I was studying it, it was saying as a representative to the kingdom of God and all that we do, we should mirror his ways. Um so this means that when we're faced um, with situations and things that are evil, you know, we do what's right. And so when we encourage others that are not doing what's right, that's in sin, we've all sinned, yes, and fallen short, you know, but we don't want to continue in sin because Scripture said, well, no, I'm not going to go there yet. But, um, <laughs> but you know, that's what, it's, that's what it is. You're, if you're righteous, it pretty much you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. You're living, you're living righteous. You're living right. And, um, you know, just not falling into the temptations of the enemy. All right. I, I appreciate that. And, and no, I, I, um, that was actually a good point to bring out. And I, I heard you about to go to a part. You know, there's no problem, no problem if you was going to say that scripture. I didn't write that down because I knew somebody was going to get to that one. So it's, it's fine. Whenever you want to bring that point out, 
Um, I know I know the scripture that you were about to say, but absolutely, you know, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate that comment. And like you said, we just, you know, we can we can of course uh, continue to be a witness, you know, and that's a that's a thing. Like um, uh, especially as we get fo- go forward, um, I already read the the topic scripture where we're going next, but you know, when it comes down to sin and understanding, you know that. Like you said, all have sinned and fallen short of the uh, of the glory of God. But you know, it, it doesn't just stop there. We can't begin to use that as an excuse or or anything. But we have to know that that is the truth. But it's a difference in you know having the truth and using certain things as a as an excuse. And that's where that scripture that you are about to say comes into play. Uh, but let's let's go into. Um, 23 and the 24 while we own it. And uh, definitely if First Lady want to bring that back up, you sure can. Uh, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. So verse 23 is a very famous scripture. You know, it's always... Uh, being quoted, used uh, quite often, because as I say, it's the truth. Um, But this scripture is meant to show and prove that every human being has sinned or missed the mark. Amen. So every person has fallen, and we continue to fall short of the perfection of God as revealed in Jesus Christ. Jesus lived a life of perfection on earth. He had no sin. But we have sinned just from being born alone. So there's a difference. There is an exact reason why we need, uh, well, that's the exact reason why we need a Savior, because, you know, we are born in sin. So we need a Savior just off of that alone, because without Jesus, uh, all God sees is our sin. And without anything to cover our sin, then we have to face that penalty. Amen. But as Pastor said, see, Jesus took, you know, of course, the cost of that penalty, you know, and it cost him his life so that we can have all this stuff for free. And, and you know, that was a reason for us to understand and to celebrate at that point, realizing that someone cared enough to make that type of sacrifice. And that sacrifice that he made way back then is still so relevant in today's time. And let's look at this when it comes down to sin and anything that misses the mark of God's holy nature is sin. And like we said, all have sin in their need of God's gift of righteousness. So even though I sin, you sin, and whoever else has sinned, we all need that gift of righteousness. So whenever you look over, Verse 24, and I'm going to read just 24 one more time so I can get to these points. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Let's look at this. When you look over verse 24, there's a few key words that stick out, like justified. As the word says, all have sinned and come short of the glory. So when it comes down to sin, it makes you disqualified, but belief in Jesus makes you justified by the power of his blood. 
So that sacrifice that he made that Pastor was talking about, how it cost him his life, you know, we end up reaping the benefits because we end up being justified because we still got sin, have sin, but we end up being justified just by belief in Jesus Christ, just by the power of his blood. Amen. So the next key word when we look over that scripture is grace, and his grace is sufficient meaning that his grace is more than enough. It is a gift of Christ. So it's another free gift of Christ. And to back that up, Scripture uh, says uh, Ephesians 2 and 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that that not of yourselves it is the gift of God. Let me read that a little bit better. Amen. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So grace is a free gift, according to Ephesians 2 and 8. So we're getting all this free stuff, and we ain't have to do much ourselves. The hard work was already done. The hard work was done on the cross. So we didn't have to be the one to take that punishment and do this and do that. No, we just got the free gifts. We got the benefits. You know, can you imagine, you know, uh, you, you, you go to work and you ain't got to do nothing, but all you do is get paid and all you do is get the 401K and get this and that. But you ain't did the work. See, Jesus already did the work for you. Amen. And the last uh, key word in the verse that I want to point out is redemption. You have to know that you are redeemed and really understand what that means. See, Scripture says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, in Galatians 3 and 13. So Christ took on, amen, what what we couldn't do. He fulfilled the law, which we couldn't do. So we are redeemed from the law, and now we're positioned under grace. Also, our redemption equals salvation. So redemption goes a long way. Amen. Redemption equals salvation through faith and belief in Jesus Christ. So look at this. So look at all this stuff. So righteousness, grace, salvation, justification, and redemption, all of this is for free. And all we have to do is believe in Jesus and receive these free gifts. And I'm going to open the floor for anyone that want to make a comment at that point. Negro, you, you pardon my French, but Negro, you working. <laughs> this is good. This is good. Uh, I was just that, that last part. I was, I was hoping you would, you would bring that out and, and explain that, that redemption. I was, I was sitting here uh, thinking about, you know, when you try to redeem tickets or, you know, you get something from a store and you got to take the receipt or take whatever back to to operate to make that benefit, um, to put that benefit in effect. So you go back and you want to redeem whatever it is to purchase or, you know, whatever it is that, that has been granted to you, you take that thing back to redeem it so that you can partake in whatever 
uh, the gift is, and that that's that's what you're that's what I'm getting from from this great uh, lesson on tonight. Uh, when we when we put our faith in Christ, then we we are being redeemed, and and all those I like the way you put it, all those free things, all those free gifts, the the justification, the salvation, uh, being being in right standing, all these things are granted to us. Um, freely through through our faith in Jesus Christ. We are made right with God through faith in his son, Jesus. That there's there's no other way. Uh ain't no sense in playing with it. Ain't no sense in beating around the bush with it. There's no other way to be redeemed. There's no other way to get these free gifts and 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 to be in right standings with God other than accepting his son as your Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior, not just your Savior, you want him to save you from hell, but Lord, meaning uh, what he says to do, that's what you're going to do. You're going to model your life after him. So, uh, man, this, this is real good. Uh, thank you for that. But that, that, that redeemed, that redemption part really uh, stuck out to me, so. Uh, keep keep teaching, my brother. Great job. I know. I, I appreciate it, Pastor. Um, absolutely. You know, and like you said, just trying to understand what it's what it's about, and you know, the importance, like you said, of being redeemed. It's you know, kind of like if you know you, you want to, um, <clears throat> let's just say, if you want to get into get into Sam's Club, and you know, everybody else, and already got their membership, but you out there and you, you say, I, you know, hey, I don't don't have the way in, but you know what? I know somebody. Then you say, well, who you know? I know Jesus. Okay, well, come on in. You know, so that's the redemption right there is because you know Jesus, not necessarily for, you know, for Sam's Club, but because you know Jesus, that's your ticket into, into heaven, his understanding that you accepted Jesus Christ you know, and, and granted righteousness and, you know, live the lifestyle of a, of a Christian, you know, that's your ticket in because he paid the price. You know, so that's, you know, how we redeemed, of course, and how, you know, for example, we didn't uh, uh, do anything on our own. It's not any of our works or anything that we could have done to have uh, paid the price, you know, for our sin, but he took all of that. Jesus took all of that. We couldn't. That's the reason why he ended up, you know, taking that off of us, you know. So we just got to understand, you know, and, of course, it's a constant reminder of Jesus' sacrifice and what it truly means as a Christian. And also, you know, just to be able to be a witness so that these other people can know and understand these same free gifts. You know, a lot of people... Um, you know, may know certain things about Christianity, and but, you know, it's great to end up knowing what you're getting yourself into, knowing the benefits of it, you know, because, of course, there's some people that don't know Jesus. They just know as far as if I do, if I, if I accept Jesus, I got to stop doing all of this and doing that. Well, that's why you need a Savior so that he can lift those things up off of you. But, you know, no, you don't have to, you know, oh, I got to clean myself before I come to Jesus. 
you know, you don't, you know, clean yourself before you get into the shower. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you, 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 you need that to, to happen as well. So you come to Jesus, he's going to clean you, and that's where that redemption is as well, if that makes sense. Anybody um, got anything else to add to that before we go to halftime? I I would like to say something. Um, this is such a blessing. I had thought about, um, like, something that my husband was talking about when so many times we go so many different places, and that's something that I was um, that I was reading as well. It's like when you go to redeem something, you're pretty much, you're making an exchange. Um, you know, some people, like for a coupon, lottery ticket, people that play lottery, a saint, a Christian, a saint, folks, we don't do that, amen. Uh, but in that, you get a reward, whether it's money, whether it's, you know, that show. But when the saints are redeemed, we're exchanging our crazy way of life, we're exchanging, um, at, we're giving up everything. We're exchanging the world for Christ. As the topic on tonight said, all this is free. Who wouldn't want to get something free? And at the end of getting some, you know, something free, there is a, there's a reward at the end. And, you know, a lot of times the enemy will trick us and, you know, so, well, you got time. Oh, you're good. No, and I began to question myself even when, you know, reading this, I was like, well, you know, I, I gave up the world. I gave up things. Will we sin knowingly or unknowingly? Yes, and there's a song that says, and this encouraged me, I'm going to have to learn this song just so I can sing it because it's, Lord Jesus, this this is to, this tonight is 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 awesome. All All this is free. But the song, it says, I am redeemed. And my husband said probably months ago, I don't remember what he was preaching about, but he was giving the lyrics to the song, and in the song it says, I am redeemed, bought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. If anybody asks you just who I am, you know what I'm going to tell them? I'm going to tell them that I am redeemed. Shall we continue in sin? We can't continue to make excuses for wanting to hold on to the world. We got one foot in and we have one foot out. As the saints used to say, we're straddling the fence. Well, I can't come to church right now. You know, I got to get myself together. You know, I'm working on me. You know, I'm working on my family. I'm working on my marriage. I'm working on my children. Well, if you're working it out before you come to Christ or before you come into the house of the Lord, you don't need the Lord's help. You ought to come empty. With I mean, even if you're not empty, all my problems, all my situations, things that I, you can't clean yourself up, as Minister Tober has already said. Clean? No. That's an excuse. That is an excuse. Well, you know, I, you know, I still do, you know, I still do a little bit of this and that. That's the problem. You have to yield your vessel unto the Lord. All of this is free. And also what you said, Mr. Tobert, sin makes us sin makes us disqualified. And I'm taking some good notes tonight. Sin makes you disqualified. If you're disqualified, you are out. You're disqualified. So you can't you can't no longer participate in this. And a lot of times we want to be in the world, do the things of the world but we still want to reap the benefits 
of being a believer in Jesus Christ that makes us justified. Oh, my Lord. This is good tonight. This is good. <laughs> Listen, that was such a, a good comment. Um, I don't even know if uh, we, we need to keep going. Pastor, this, this might be it, you know. Um, I, I think First Lady will put uh-uh. it off into perspective. <laughs> she didn't put it into perspective. But, yes, absolutely. Great, great comment, uh, great comment to be able to put things into perspective, as you said. Um, you know, we, we can't, you know, try and, you know, clean everything up, uh, you know, ourselves. You know, we need the Lord to clean this stuff up for us. You know, and just when you was thinking of uh, saying that, I was thinking of something. It's kind of like, you know, the same way as if, you know, you you invited into someone's house and you're a guest and I'm coming to the Lord. I'm coming to the door with my bags in hand and my bags is the stuff that I've been dealing with, stuff that I've been dealing with and going through. Okay, well, when I get to the door, if you let me in the door, of course, a good guest, any good host is going to grab those bags and take them where you need to go. So Jesus will take them bags. He might take them all at one time for somebody. Next person, he might take three bags because you got ten bags. Then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to take three more bags, and then we're going to work on cleaning you and getting all of that together. So it don't always happen at once for somebody, but we understand that a good host is going to make sure that the guest is taken care of. And how many know that Jesus is the best host? Amen. I'm, Pastor, I'm going to uh, before I go too it, far. Amen. We're going to go to halftime and, you, you know, unless somebody go say something else. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Let, let, I mean, they they rolling. They all, as, as the folks say, he's on fire. He's on fire tonight. One hour baseball coaches, a couple, one of Zach's baseball coaches a few years ago, he would say, fire. He's on fire. <laughs> And he had a country draw, and we, we used to just laugh when he said that, but y'all are on fire tonight. So we thank God. Thank God. Listen, let, let's give this information uh, at, at the end. Uh, at the end, I, I, I'm going to give, I'm going to let, let the preacher give his cash out information. That this is real good tonight, and we we don't want to uh, count it robbery for this, this young man teaching such a great lesson. And somebody tonight, you may want to even uh, be a blessing to him, and we uh, we'll have him give his cash out information at the end uh, of Bible study. But if you want, want to give on tonight, we have, uh, as we always do, we have our extended arms. Uh, you can give by way of cash out uh, the E A Ministry. Once again, that's dollar sign E A. Ministry that goes to our outreach, uh, not just our local church, but to our uh, community, Lawrenceville community. And also, if you would like to give a donation of whatever the Lord lays on your heart for this Tuesday night um, to the church, if you'd like to give to Praise Tabernacle Church, you can do so at dollar sign PTC 877. Once again, dollar sign PTC. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church, and the number's 877. 
May the Lord bless you real good. One more time, the extended arms is dollar sign EA Ministry, and Praise Tabernacle Church is dollar sign PTC 877. And may the Lord bless you real good. Services back into the hands of our great speaker on the night, Minister Kevin Tobert, Sr. God bless you. All right. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. All right, Saints. So um, we're going to pick up from where we left off. We're going to take 24 on down to uh, 26. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the redemption of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Today, I say, at this time, his righteousness, that he might be justified in the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. So Paul just said a whole mouthful, and I'm going to just say this. Uh, first off, I learned a new word just by studying the scripture, amen, propitiation, um, means to make favorably inclined or to appease from dictionary. So in the opening uh, sentence of verse 25, it explains that Christ is put forth or put forward by God as a propitiation. hope I'm saying it right. When I looked it up, it's how I said it, something like that, uh, meaning it was by God's plan and God's purpose. So Christ uh, was designated to be the one to go through the plan, uh, to go through with the plan, uh, and the plan of salvation went through him. And it was by his blood that salvation to all is revealed. So, again, we're talking about the power of the blood and what it means and for us to truly get an understanding on how we have salvation, and it was revealed through Jesus Christ. There had to be some sort of payment for sin. Therefore, Christ's sacrifice paid the debt for your sin for you and me. You know, he paid the debt for sins past, present, and future. So all of this is at no cost for you or me, but Christ paid it all on the cross. So the hard work was already done before we even got a chance to reap the benefits. The hard work was already done. Amen. So we couldn't do it, but I thank God for Jesus because he was able to do it. He was able to complete the mission. He completed Mission Impossible, where man couldn't do it. The same way that, you know, uh, Scripture talks about, you know, how uh, sin entered the world, you know, through one man, talking about Adam, of course, but, you know, we understand that Jesus ended up cleaning up and being the last Adam, ended up cleaning up all of the the mess and the sin that was brought into the world. You know, so it was saved by Jesus. You know, and I don't want to jump all the way into that because y'all stay tuned. I'm going to jump into that on this Sunday. But Jesus came through, and he is the justifier. Amen. So he provides justice for us. We have to realize that it's a difference between his righteousness and our righteousness. So our righteousness 
means that we just try to make an excuse for our sins and continue in sin. You know, as First Lady uh, brought up the scripture earlier, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. You know, no. You know, we, we can't take uh, grace for granted, and we can't just because of uh, I'm telling you all all this good stuff about what we got free doesn't mean that that's a free pass for you to run wild. You know, I'm telling you the benefits of what it means to be uh, saved and be redeemed, to be a Christian, you know, and those things. I'm telling you what goes along with it. But Paul also explains, you know, how we can't just do our own thing. We got to make sure that we are a, a new creature. So we can't do those old things that we used to do. Those old things and those old deeds are passed away. So we got to understand that it's a difference, like I said, between his righteousness, talking about God, talking about Jesus, and our righteousness, all right? Because our righteousness will just do anything that we want to do, amen? But God's righteousness is different. He demonstrated his righteousness at the cross, amen? So sin never gets overlooked. It must be paid for in order to satisfy, satisfy God's justice. So Jesus paid for what we deserve as sinners. He paid for it. The penalty, the price, he paid for what we deserve as sinners. So that mess that you made in the past, that mess that you make in the present, that mess that you're going to make in the future, all of this is paid for because of the work of the cross, because of what Jesus did on the cross. And as we know, even up on the cross, you know, Jesus um, was on the cross, and, and as Scripture said, you know, he asked, you know, why have thou forsaken me? You know, of course, with, he took on our sin. He paid the price. He went to the, as the Scripture said, uh, lower parts of the earth for us. He rose for us. You know, he took our penalty, penalty amen? And, and, and a better way uh, to say it is, you know, uh, Jesus went to went to hell so that you don't have to. Jesus took on a penalty that we deserve so that you don't have to, so that we understand what Jesus has done for us. Amen. So when I look over verse 27 and how Paul starts uh, this off addressing boasting, look at what he said. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I went too far. I was about to go to uh, 27. I'm sorry. Do we um, have any, any comments or any questions? I don't want to go too fast. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying it, bro. Okay. okay. Amen. So I do have a comment. Um, in my notes, I wrote down that righteousness is a lifestyle that is given to people through Christ, living righteous and accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and as our Lord and Savior determines our salvation. Um, I feel like even if you back up to 23 that um, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, yes, that is so. But I feel like oftentimes some people just like to use that as an excuse to basically keep doing what they're doing. Like, oh, we're all sinners. Oh, we, we all do this. Oh, don't tell me you've never done anything wrong. But the Bible says, Come out from come out from them and be ye separate, meaning 
come out from them as in come out from sinners, come away from things and people that are unclean so you don't stay there. And I feel like people use certain or scriptures as an excuse not to do better. So it's a it's a great Bible study because if anything it should be an eye opener um of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So we should all just want to do better in general as his people. Amen, amen. Uh, that's, that's right. As my wife just said, um, you know, and we just got to understand that, you know, we we come into Christianity in order to live a lifestyle um, and be more Christ-like. You know, and that's why we are in need of a Savior in the first place, to be more Christ-like, to be like him. Because as I said earlier, um, like looking over, you know, 26, um, you know, we have this sin, and this sin makes us disqualified. But we know that Jesus makes us justified. So even though we don't necessarily deserve it, he makes it right for us. Uh, and even to, to to put it further, when it comes down to, as we'll get into um, in, a, in a second, I believe, we come down to, to Jews and, and, and the Gentiles and that sort of type of separation, um, you know, the whole thing as far as he came unto his own and they received him not, that opened up the door for everybody else. That opened up the door for everyone else to come in and to be a part of this thing that we know of as Christianity. And, you know, we just got to realize Christ's sacrifice meant a whole lot for humanity. It means that you got the opportunity, you know. As we say, uh, God is for everybody, but everybody, you know, Jesus is for everybody, but everybody don't end up choosing Jesus, you know. So you do all have that opportunity. But the reality is, you know, everybody don't end up choosing. But our job is important, you know, to still be a witness, to still speak up and speak out and be um, be active. You know, we got to be able to tell people about these good things and about these free gifts that we're getting and that we're enjoying. We got to be able to spread the good news, which is the gospel. The gospel is the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So as long as we're doing that, we're doing our part. Amen. Verse 27. Thank you all for the comments. Uh, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what? Law of works? Nay, by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. So now, you know, Paul talking about, you know, boasting. And according to my studies, um, it seems that this portion was directed toward the Jews because uh, they were, of course, uh, had the tendency to see themselves as favored by God, of course, being his, you know, chosen people, um, you know, and stuff like that. So he's saying, of course, however, in verse 10, if we look up, no one is righteous, neither Jew or Gentile, according to verse 10, because it said, as it is written, there is 
none righteous, no, not one. So it doesn't matter, you know, it's not uh, like it was before and, you know, having that level of separation as it did before. Amen. But those who are declared, uh, those as far as righteousness, those who are declared righteous are by great are by the grace of God of the strength of the work of Jesus Christ. So it goes back to the work of the cross. It goes back to his sacrifice. So all boasting is ruled out by the principle of grace through faith. So I can't, you know, basically a, a, a Jew or anybody else, you can't say that, you know, you have more advantage or I can't, you know, say that it's because of I did more things or this and that. It's not about that anymore. It's not about you. It's not about any of that. So Paul draws the conclusion that a man is justified by faith, you know, and I can't, like I said, I can't try to say that I'm more righteous than the next person. It's not a competition. As Christians, we should all be on one accord working together to get a better understanding, to be uh, better Christians, to be in a better place, to be able to witness. So it's not about uh, competition. It's not about any of those things. We got to learn just to be on the same page to have the same goal, to get the job done. Amen. Just like in sports, you have a lot of team sports. Football is a team sport. You can't try and put other uh, people's position above someone else. We all come together, and the common goal is to score. You know, so just like that, our common goal is to score, and our scoring uh, is winning souls. Every time that we're, we're winning souls, we scoring. So every time that we're doing what it is that God called us to do, we're scoring. We're moving closer towards the goal and the ultimate goal of making it into heaven. So we just got to make sure that we are being busy in all the right places, that we are in position versus being out of position. Because when we're out of position, that's how things happen, when you're out of position. So we got to make sure that we get in position and do what it is that we're supposed to be doing and not look at our brother and our sister competition. We got to look at them as teammates. And how do we help the team grow? How do we help the church grow? How do we help this ministry grow? How do we come together? What idea do you bring to the table to be able to help us make a uh, uh, make everything better, to be able to be a witness to our community. How do we come together? That's what the, uh, the, the focus should be. That's what the focus should be all about. Anybody got anything they want to add to that before we go down to, to the closing verses? Yeah, Brother, brother Preacher, you, this, is, this is real good. It's when we, you hit, you, you hit several points. When we forget about ourselves and forget about us getting the credit and us getting our names called and, you know, all that, all that stuff, when we, when we can forget about those things and really say to God be the glory, See, we, we say to God be the glory, but we still want our names called, and we want we want shine, and we want, you know, 
Well, we want God to get the glory, but we want the credit. So we, we say a lot of stuff because it just sounds uh, good to say, but when we really get it in our heart and we really live with the expectation that to God be the glory for the things that he has done, when we live our life like that and we, we're not, we don't care about any praise or anything like that, when we do things for people, when we do things, you know, in the church, when we do things in the community, it'll become more easier because now you're not expecting anyone to call your name. You're not expecting any shine. You're not expecting any glory because you understand the reason why you're doing this is because you are a believer. Okay? You're not doing these things to to become a believer. You're doing these things because you already are a believer. And once you accept the grace, the free gift of grace, then you want to do these things. You want to do these things because you understand the significance of if Christ had not died for me, then there's no way I would be in right standings with God. So I want to do the things that Christ tells me to do because of the sacrifice that he made on my behalf. When I rightfully be judged and rightfully should be condemned, rightfully should be uh, uh, sentenced to hell because of Jesus Christ, I now have a right to the tree of life. I, I now am in right standards with God, and, and I have, because of Jesus Christ and my faith in Christ, I have just as much right to heaven and going to heaven as anyone else, anyone else that puts their faith. So what Jesus did for us, we, we rightly want to do good things and obey him because we understand the grace and the mercy that he, because of him, not because of anything that we could ever do. There's nothing that we could ever do to rightfully be in right standards with God. The only thing that makes us in right standards with God is our faith in Jesus Christ. If you don't have faith and ultimate, ultimate faith in Christ, then, then we are all men, you are all men most miserable. Okay? And there's no hope for you. So the only hope we have is in Jesus Christ. Not of our good works. And one scripture say, lest any man should boast. Okay, And we know we got a lot of folks, they boast about all kind of stuff. But we have nothing to boast about. The only thing we have to glory is in that we have accepted Christ and, and we have accepted the finished work that he done on the cross. All right, God bless. Thank you, uh, Mr. Tobert. Hey, Amen, Pastor. Um, There's definitely, you know, putting a bow on it. Um, and, and man, that's really how you put the, put a bow on a gift right there. We understand that, you know, like you said, uh, it, it, it's not about boasting. Nothing to boast about. You know, it's all about all about Jesus. You know, we can't sit here and. And boast on anything that we've done, or like we're above the next person, as you said. It ain't it ain't like that, you know. And we shouldn't even think like that. Um, 
for one, as believers, we shouldn't even think that way. Anybody else got any uh, comments before we, before we go into the closing scriptures? All right, amen, amen. Verse 29 down to 31. Is he the God of the Jews only? That's a question. Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and uncircumcision through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? That's a question as well. God forbid, yea, we establish the law. So God is the God of the Jews and the Gentiles, talking about Jesus. There is only one true God, and there is only one way to salvation, and salvation goes through Christ. In Christ only, so it ain't a, it ain't another way. It only goes through Jesus. So we can rule out anything else when somebody else uh, try to bring up another name or, or if you ain't talking about Jesus, then what are we talking about? Then no, you are not of His. You are not a, a Christian if you are trying to talk about another way. Just want to throw that in there. And both Jews and Gentiles are justified by faith in Christ. Whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised, God is for everyone, but the problem is everyone won't accept God. Again, so let me insert this to make it clear. Jesus is for everyone, but the problem is everyone won't accept Jesus. And that's just the truth. But it's still our job to continue to witness. But the truth is everyone won't accept. So with that being said, it makes our jobs as Christians important to be a witness and to speak to folks and offer Christ to them. So we still got work to do. At some point, we got to share the good news that we have uh, got some great experiences. We can be able to tell about our testimonies. We can be able to talk about these good things that Christ has done. And as we, we know, you know, that it's not always easy, but it's easier when you got the Lord on your side. Again, we know that it's not always easy, but it's easier when we got the Lord on our side. That's another benefit. I ain't even have to write that down because that, well, well you know, that's, that's for free. We'll put it we'll put it like that. That part is for free. Amen. So then we look at verse thirty one. Again, do we then make void the law through faith? Excellent question. God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. In verse thirty one, Paul asks a question, you know, to throw it out there, just to cover all bases pretty much, um, in my opinion. He asks us justification by faith mean that the law God gave to the Jews has no value? And the obvious answer was no. By justification, by the faith, upholds the law. And more importantly, Jesus fulfilled the law because man couldn't keep it up. 
because man couldn't do it. So Jesus already came through and fulfilled the law because a man couldn't do it. So with that being said, you know, of course, I hope that everyone appreciate all of the, the free gifts that we've learned about on today because the Lord is passing out free gifts, and it ain't even close to Christmas. Hey, man, we, we early in the year, Jesus is passing out these gifts. Now, y'all don't, uh, you know, take that, you know, the heart, take that the wrong way. But what I'm saying is all this stuff that we learned about here today, you know, we got all this good stuff, these free gifts. And let me remind you that righteousness, grace, salvation, justification, and redemption, all of this is for free. Amen, saints. And, and that that's pretty, that's it for me. And um, I would, you know, before I turn it over, you know, the uh, thank you to the panel. Thank you for everyone that, you know, had anything to add. Um, and, uh, you know, hope and pray that someone got something. And also, uh, just real quick, I would like to just, much as we talked about salvation, at least like to open the door for salvation for those that are listening, um, anyone that wants to accept Jesus, if you got the number or you're listening from a friend and uh, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, um, and you would like to um, accept him. I'm just going to say this real quick, and you can repeat after me. Um, Lord, I'm sorry for the sins I committed. I believe you died on Calvary's cross. I believe you rose on the third day. I hear you knocking at the door to my heart. I open that door, and I welcome you to be my Lord and Savior. And that's it, saints. Um, you are now uh, saved by Jesus, and we just thank you and enjoy these free gifts that I told you about, righteousness, grace, salvation, justification, and redemption. All of these are for free, and pass this service into your hand. Thank you. Preacher, did you uh, give your, your cash app information? Oh, oh, no, sir, no, sir, I can't. Um, yeah, give that. Yes, sir. Give that. Yes, sir, uh, sorry. Uh, cash app is dollar sign KEV2605. Again, uh, if anyone would like to be a, a blessing, uh, we just, uh, you know, thank you. All is welcome. I appreciate anything. Uh, those that would like to be a blessing okay. and would like to give from your heart, um, my cash app is dollar sign KEV2605. And thank you all that are listening. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Minister Tober. That was a awesome, awesome lesson on tonight. Amen. And before we uh, dismiss, let's uh, thank Sister Tober is still on and my wife is still on. Do y'all have any any final uh, comments that you would like to make at this time? Uh, okay, well, I'll I'll make a, a final comment. Um, well, tonight, thank you, of course, uh, Mr. Tolbert, for this lesson tonight. And I just got so much, so much out of this lesson. Um, it's just like, when you have you have to get to the point, and I think Mr. Tober did say this on my husband. Somebody said it, but you have to get to the point to where this is not a competition. We are all 
we are all as Christian and believers, because I'm just going to be clear. Some people say, well, we're all headed in the same direction, but it's different ways. No, it's one way to get to, to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. That's just period. I remember a few years ago um, in our ministry, there was an elder, and it blew my mind, um, was doing a um, a lesson early on a Sunday morning, and he was saying that we should not tell people that their religions are wrong. So if we're not telling them that it's wrong, then what are we – so we are agreeing that, you know, you know, we worship the, you know, Allah, Buddha, the Pope. But, no, you have to stand on Jesus Christ. So he's the only way. I don't, if, if I witness to someone and I discourage that, you can't tell me not to tell people you know, when I witness to them that they're what they're doing is wrong, <laughs> you know, who they're believing in and praying to. So if they're praying to the um, the universe and they're praying to the flowers and pray, praying to the plants, you mean to tell me I don't tell them that that's wrong? The devil is a lie. But as Mr. Tobert said, like, this isn't a competition. We should be, you know, trying to build God's kingdom. We're on the same team. And every day, every day, those that's listening, those that's on the panel, you have to Look at your life before you look at someone else's to make sure that what you're doing lines up with Jesus Christ. We are just, through his grace and his mercy, we are where we, Lord Jesus, this is so good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm done. I'm done. Amen. So I just wanted to say that. I'm sorry, Pastor. I just wanted to say that um, through it all day to day, um, minute to minute, really, like, just remember to have a prayer life. Um, remember that we're all relying on Jesus um, for our salvation. And remember that it's not a one and done, meaning that once saved, always saved. So, no. Once saved, great. But if you need to, um, repent. And I like how um, my pastor always talks about saying omission and permission because sometimes we may not even know that there's something that we may have done or said or offended um, to somebody or, you know, something that was just wrong. So just cover yourself in all aspects because Christ died for your sins and he is available to each and every last one of us. So it's up to the individual to accept him. But once you accept him, just know that the work does not stop there. We have to live a righteous lifestyle and separate ourselves from the world and just be that light and um, great lesson. I hope um, somebody was encouraged today. Even if it was just one person, I hope somebody was encouraged today. All right. All right. That's the panel on tonight. God bless y'all. Once again, you've heard from the, uh, it was the Tobert clan and the Zachary clan on tonight. And we're just grateful that we was yet able to uh, stand in the gap and help our brother um, do this Bible study on tonight. Great job, great job, and once again, great job. All right, we're going to say a final prayer and uh, dismissal for tonight. Uh, meet us back Sunday morning. Lord, the latest delay is coming. We'll be back together Sunday morning. Uh, Minister Tober will be preaching. I think he already told y'all he'll be doing part two on Sunday morning. So we, we're just looking forward to 
uh, round two on Sunday morning. So, Father, we thank you on tonight. We appreciate you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy shown toward us. We thank you for this message and the messenger. Thank you for the panel on tonight. And we know that your word won't return to your void. Help us to understand that in order to be in right standings with you, for all have sinned, all of us have, and we're falling short of the glory. But the only way to be in right standings with you is to accept your son, Jesus. Model our life after him to make our ways, to find our will in his will, to make our will be lost in his will, and to do the things that he's called us to do. And we thank you as we leave this place but never your presence. God, we continue, we want to ask that the saints continue to pray for Deacon Oglesby, that God will continue to touch his body. And we're also praying for uh, our uncle, my wife's uncle, uh, Earl Moss. We're asking that you guys uh, keep him lifted, uh, lifted up in prayer. And the James family, asking that you guys will continue to lift that bereaved family up and the Bugs family. And we just thank God. We know that God is yet able to touch, heal, and deliver. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you. Have a great night.